right. It's uh, Hummel and Fred's email show on this Thursday, June 15th. And uh, always a pleasure to be with you. Brought to you by the Chambers Plan, the Retirement Sherpa, Bodog, and Architect. You want me to say Architect as well? I do. <laughs> yes. Okay. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. <laughs> okay, well. So, and our friends at Architect. As well as Stretch Lab, AaronVentures.com, EVNet.ca. And, of course, our title sponsor for the email program, uh, now featuring, by the way, a $100 gift certificate from Palma Pasta for the email of the month. Palma Pasta. Huh? Fantastic. See. Palma Pasta, four locations, one in Oakville, three in Mississauga, featuring their signature store, Palma's Kitchen. Uh, if you can't get there, you can order online at palmapasta.com. We are... Uh, recording this show actually on the day that we're releasing this show which is not always the case sometime we do it after the wednesday show in case people are interested and uh we were talking before the show friedrich and i that would we discuss or just mention the latest round of radio cuts of some of our friends in bell media and uh what is there to say 1300 people yeah 1300 people uh Across Bell, like 3% of their workforce, but within Bell Media, 6% of their workforce, whatever that works out to in numbers. Um, yeah, it's sad. I mean, they literally, I turned off like six AM radio stations yesterday, and they're going to sell off three others. Um, yeah, it's just a sign of the times. When you say they turned, like, these were stations that... Uh were they sports stations, the ones they well, turned was, off, or the funny stations they were running? Yeah, all, I think all the Western funny stations and uh, Edmonton TSN was shut off. Um, stuff like that. Can they and do that? They, I mean, is there, isn't there something in the POP, Promise of Performance? Isn't there something in there, in something that they have to keep it going? Well, I'll put it this way. Whether they can or they can't, they did. No, Okay. You know, I mean, that's it. And then, you know, they're talking, uh, apparently, you know, the big uh, kahuna there issued something saying, you know, the challenges of AM radio nowadays and, you know, the pressures from uh, other uh, forms of advertising, of which this is one, you know, and Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. So Twitter. Can you advertise on Instagram? I don't know if I've ever been on Instagram. Is there advertising um, there too, or how does that work? But well, you know my uh, my grand dog Billy. That's that's how they make all their money. Is that they off, do all Instagram? Wow. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, because well, what they do is they do partnerships. So how it works on Instagram mm-hmm. is in in Billy's case, and this is <clears throat> this is real that you know a company like Nordstrom would would pay Charlie and her partner to have pictures of Billy. In a Nordstrom ad, and that ad runs on Instagram. You know, I had this conversation recently with a good friend of ours, and it's like the vision, like a company like Bell, why did they get into Bell Media? Not really that long ago. Like, wouldn't they have people that could see the future and trends? And I just, 
I don't understand it. And why would anybody buy a radio station nowadays? I mean, there are, there are arguments for. I just don't know what they are. Like, if there's an FM radio station for sale in North Bay, why do I buy it? Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, as far as Bell's visionaries, listen, we, in the almost 12 years we've been doing this, so much has changed. Even that mm-hmm. sentence I just, just uh, mm-hmm. about describing how Instagram works, it didn't even exist 12 years ago. Right. But, but the AM thing, like, and, and again, not to sound like unsympathetic, because we are, you know, anytime radio people lose their jobs, certainly you and I can relate. But what is there? What is the use of an AM radio station anymore? Uh, yeah, I mean, challenges over the air. But you got to remember now, all these AM stations now stream. And when they stream, it's they sound like FM stations. Yeah. And so many cars now, any car you buy now comes with Apple Play, Google Play, whatever those things are. I can stream my phone through my car radio. I mean, that's primitive now to stream your phone through the, yeah. the car because so many of them now have the app um, that you would think that would change, sort of change the landscape for AM radio. Because when I'm like TSN 1050, which I enjoy from time to time, the signal sucks in Brampton. So I'm always streaming it yeah. and it sounds like they're in the car with me, you know? And again, so kind of deconstructing what we're saying, going back to the basics, which is sure you can stream AM radio in your car and you can watch uh, Hayes and the kids do the afternoon show also on television. But it's the advertising. And and once you can once the advertising dollar was so fractured. Right. And and AM being one of the least attractive Right. In terms of numbers and access and signal and all that other stuff. Uh, yeah. And no, the only point I'm making is you wouldn't think it would be as uh, it would be would not be as unattractive as it was like every smart speaker in your house. Like, I mean, who actually listens to the radio in their home now through a radio? It's usually done through a smart speaker. And if you call up an AM station, it sounds just like an FM one. No. So I, anyway, but anyway, there's obviously a breakdown, as you say. Well, but um, and, and the efficacy mm-hmm. of the signal aside, which it's great. Yeah. But you still got to populate it with people, and yes. mm-hmm. and the advertising has to support. Again, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sound unsympathetic because we've been fired and it sucks, and mm-hmm. all those people that lost their jobs, I feel for them. But you talk about visionaries. Somebody must have seen that coming. Yeah, I, I yeah, I don't know. And you know, who was it originally? Was it Alan Cross? That I don't know if he coined the term or whatever. Sunset industry. It's. I, I, you know, remember I had this story last week of, um, what's her, uh, Marilyn Dennis's son, Adam Wilde, yeah. worked for Virgin Radio, which is a Bell station. A week ago, announces that, oh, you know, I'm moving on. I'm sort of to work on his show. podcast. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then remember, we were talking further to that, that sometimes they give you the option to make departures look different. Mm hmm. Isn't it interesting? Interesting. You know, a week ago, you hear this and then that happens. And I imagine that kid was making a buck or two. So anyway, uh, yeah, who knows? And, you know, this and that's now and this year. What about next year and three years from now? It's uh, 
You know, and we talked about that the other day. What happens to the colleges? How do you take money off kids now and bring them into radio courses with such limited opportunity? And uh, anyway, on and on and on on and on and on. Well, there you go. So that's our real time comment on the uh, state, the current state of radio. And it's not like, you know, we've been critical of radio off and on over the 12 years of the podcast in certain ways. And, And again, not being critical here other than, you know. I think you're right. Maybe they should have seen this company coming, and maybe the company may have made a mistake in acquiring so many properties. But in the end, it's actual human beings that are affected today, and that's a drag. And uh, hopefully they find a way and land on their feet and uh, do something with their broadcasting skills. One thing I will say, and Rogers and Chorus have had layoffs as well, but not nearly as much as Bell. And Rogers and Chorus really have a sort of a history with radio, sort of a long history with radio where Bell sort of just out of nowhere jumped into that pool and they seem to be the ones that have struggled with it the most. I don't know if there's a connection there, but what do I know? I'm not a bean counter. I'm not an executive. Well, you used to, but you used to be (laughs) in case in case you forgot, you used to be a program director. Hi guys. Programming. Genius. Uh, all right, we're here about the emails. Let me start by saying Jennifer Kelly, she's one of our uh, Hall of Fame contributors, like a lot of people, uh, emails us constantly. And by the way, at the end of uh, June, uh, we're just going to put everyone's email, uh, Have uh, just randomly give them numbers and pick it, because it's not the best email. It's just from all the people that have emailed us, um, we're going to give a $100 gift certificate to Palma Pasta. Here's a uh, bit of audio from Jennifer, and the subject line is Bud Light Boycotter in the Family. Hey, guys. Good morning. Oh, my gosh. I'm a little behind. Just listening to the June 6th episode about the whole Bud Light, Dylan Mulvaney situation. You know what? I thought it was just random other people. Well, lo and behold, my brother-in-law went to our place in Collingwood on the weekend, and when we went up the following weekend, he had left some alcohol in the fridge, some Summer's Bee from his lady friend, gross, don't drink that, and Bush Light. (laughs) So my husband messaged his brother and said, oh, hey, Bush Light, what's up with that? Like, gross. He's never had good taste in beer. We are only craft brew people, like GLB. And my brother-in-law responds with, well, can't drink Bud Light anymore. This is a Toronto Metro police officer yeah, who is supposed to be you know protecting our city our very diverse culturally amazing city and he won't drink Bud Light anymore so it's not very far from home it's absolutely disgusting I cannot believe my husband is related to this person it's mind boggling take care now my heart rate is definitely elevated after a subject like this probably like mm-hmm. 92 All right, have a good day well you brought this up the other day and uh-huh. uh, commented on it and I'll you know, what can you say other than just... I actually had this discussion quickly uh, with some guys golfing yesterday. I, they brought up the Bud Light thing, and I said, in my lifetime, and I repeat it, in my lifetime, I've never seen anything stupider. Any mm-hmm. stupider reaction. They said, what do you mean? I said, forget what you think about trans people and mm-hmm. gay people. Just think about how stupid these Americans are. They, they, did, they did this to this company. But they, it has nineteen or 15 or $19 billion hit. And they said, yeah, so what? I said, those are other people's jobs. That's the economy. That's people, you know, that's the, uh, the, the value of the company. That hurts actual people, all because mm-hmm. of an Instagram post with, mm-hmm. a, with a man who now identifies as a woman. 
So back up, you... They said to you, why? You had to explain that well, to no, them? No, they, they, they were like, what do you mean? Why, why is that the stupid? Like, well, exactly. Why is it the stupidest thing? Because it's not just a ridiculous reaction to an innocent human being who just wants to be happy. You know, this is another indication of the new frontier that we've reached. Um, you can have disagreements. You know, you can debate certain issues. You sit in a room or across the table from someone who has decided they're not buying Bud Light anymore. Again, that's a whole different level to me. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to sit across the table from you. I mean, seriously, it's because it's just so what it comes from is ignorance. Number one, because they probably they don't even know the issue. You know what I mean? You've got it from Fox News. Or you've got it from some yeah, sort yeah. of media that slants it like, you know, Trans people are, you know, sneaking into people's houses at night and assaulting and gr- and their children. Their child. You know, but to yeah, that point, like, by the way, one of the guys in the group thought it was a television commercial. I said, no, it was, it? it was See? just an online post. Anyway. So it, it comes from ignorance and that ignorance, you know, then opens the door for your intolerance and your basic hatred. That's why I, I like, how do you. It just tells you so much about a person. Oh, yeah. And, and that was part of my, yeah. my and then this mm. was a quick discussion. And by the way, I'll say this. A lot of the guys at my club, I've, I've, I see them still drinking Bud Light. It's like, because yeah. why not? It's their beer. But that's what I said. I said, the, my, I sort of finished it by saying, you know, h- how you could care that much about mm-hmm. something that affects you not at all is beyond me. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. We've got Hi lots guys. more to go. Hi guys. Hi guys. Bom 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 bom. Who's that from, Freddie? Yeah. This is from Julie Hi Leonard. Guys. Hi guys. Hi guys. Hi guys. Uh, she's uh, writes in about Etsy. Hi guys. Was really happy to hear Howard mention Etsy. I was also looking for Wrexham hats and shirts on Amazon with no luck. So thanks to yesterday's show, I have ordered through Etsy. Oh, I enjoy your show so much. Hundy P since Voldemort. Mm -hmm. Heart rate good. Blood pressure good. My (laughs) left knee bothering me. So I'm careful on the stairs. And an x-ray is recommended. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Well, I love that for so many reasons. (laughs) I love the fact that it it was a complete medical uh, Mm -hmm. report. Thanks for the fun, uh, Julie Leonard. Well, thank you, Julie. That's a very nice note. And I should mention that conversation about Etsy came from uh, the generosity of Howard, who uh, was looking for a Wrexham hat for himself and thought he would get me one as well. And it was somewhat of a challenging journey to secure them, but he did. And I'm looking forward to getting mine. Yeah, there's your hat right there. Mm-hmm. Dude, this is so, you know, the, one of the reasons that Dan and I were saying this is going to be good for you, because this is literally the style of hat you wear when I come to your house, you've always, or at the, at the lake, this is a very Freddie P hat. <clears throat> All right. Thank you very Hi much guys. for that. Uh, this Hi is a uh, serious Hi note from our friend, Mike McCulf, who is a Buffalo boy. Anyway, he's talking about um, his fiance, who's had some cancer uh, challenges, and um, they uh, they do this ride. It's called Ride for Roswell, and uh, they've got a, a newborn crawling around the house. And anyway, she's had some new challenges, 
And we thought we'd just pass on. Um, if you want to uh, just support this, it's called it's called the Ride for Roswell. Just Google that. It's a long um, uh, URL. But I just wanted to, because to, uh, I know Michael, uh, he sent this a few days ago, and we didn't mention it on the main show. But just give, the, if you want to go give it a, a look, a ride for Roswell, and support uh, one of the uh, big supporters of this program, uh, you can do that at give.roswellpark.org. Okay, everybody? Very nice. All right. Very nice. And he is a very, very nice uh, person. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. The Down Old friend of the show, David Kilner. Leaf Bench Dude is the subject. Hi, Fred and Howard. I managed to track down a picture of the guy who sits right behind the Maple Leafs bench for their home games. I know who he's talking about. Distinguished looking man with gray hair. And uh, he's there almost every game. Uh, Anyway, this guy uh, on Sunday at the uh, final round of the Canadian Open was showing Nick Taylor how Tom Fleetwood... Uh, was doing on his last regular hole at the 18th. He was showing it to him on his cell phone. I remember actually seeing that. It was quite interesting. Anyway, his name is Ian Krebin. He's the main man in charge of the Oakdale Golf Club. So he's in charge of the Oakdale Golf Club and I I guess a Maple Leaf season uh, ticket holder, and uh, that sort of clears that up. And here's how old I am. I know Ian. I've known him since I've been in town. I've seen him at the odd. But I I don't know him as a gray-haired guy. I remember him as a, you know, when we were all younger and before we had gray hair. (laughs) But as soon as uh, Dave pointed out that it was Ian Krebin, of course, I'm like, oh, yeah, because he's the director of golf, I think, whatever his title is, at uh, Oakdale. So that thank you for clearing that up, Dave. We appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, this is from Richard Bullets. Hi guys, Fred. If you're looking for a gift idea for Howard, you might want to consider a subscription to this magazine. It celebrates one's love of feet. All right. Uh, by the way, guys, stats say one in seven humans love a good foot, so Howard is definitely not alone. Also, I've attached a Foot Lovers Facebook group I might want to join. He says, you're welcome, Howard. Again, I've learned so much because of you guys and your show. Thank you for that. Cheers, Rich. It's funny he says that, because remember back in 2011, uh, when we were putting the show together, Yes, uh, you know, our first meeting, really, we said, you know, our point, when you're mapping your direction in your future, we said, what we want to do is educate people. That's that, right. is no, that is number Job one. Job number one was educate. Job number one is educate people, and then maybe... Uh, inform and then yeah. and then maybe some laughter if we can if that's possible. I remember that whiteboard. You, you, it was all about the education. Yeah, you, education. You said educate, inform, and then fart yeah. jokes underneath that. <laughs> right. um, anyways, thank you, Rich. Uh, I don't have much to say. Uh, yeah, uh, what's his name? Uh, God, that's terrible. I can't. Um, who's the guy? Our music director. God. Hmm? You know our music director, the guy that's always. Uh, Sending us uh, musical suggestions. He's going to hate me. Oh, Keith. Yeah, sorry, yeah, Keith. Keith well, yeah, yes. Sorry, Keith. Keith is also somebody that uh, likes the feet. 
And uh, he sent me a notice. He's like, dude, you can't say that shit right out of the gate. Referring to the young woman who I, I noticed her feet, you know, mm-hmm. upon meeting her at a function and couldn't help myself. Anyway. You know what? I disagree. Although, you know, I'm, I guess there are different situations. She knows, you know, you're a long time, well-established morning man. Again, who... Attempts humor quite often. <laughs> That's right. Um, attempts is great. You, you know what I mean? If she yeah. didn't know who you were, where you came from, and a guy said that, but I mean, seriously, in that situation, to me, that is uh, nothing but fun, fun, fun. And she turned it into fun, fun, fun. And by the way, to her credit, Sarah, she so she took it that way, too. She wasn't offended in the least. Hi, guys. Fun, fun, fun. Hi, and for the record, Hi, she did have lovely feet. Who you got now? This is Martin Lye. Gay hate is what he's writing about. He says, as a straight Canadian man, I have never been hit on by a gay man. You know, I was a sailor, and my ship's captain, who was a Catholic macho man, had gay men move in next to him, and he voiced his concerns about that. Hey, you know, a couple of gay guys gay move guys. next to me. What am I going to do? Am I going to have to watch myself now? Hey, What if they tunnel into my home and try and throw some gay on me? <laughs> oh, Martin says he said to the captain, hey, captain, say what? I no, said, he said, hey, captain. <laughs> he said, <laughs> he said, hey, captain, I bet they throw great parties. It took just three months and the captain was going over there lots and lots of times. And he said they were his best neighbors. And that was 30 years ago. Well, amen. Martin Lye. What is that song? That we are doing that from bit from Hey Captain. What is that? Um, Cap- is that Captain Sensible? Hey Captain, say what you want. It may be Captain Sensible. Yeah, I'm not sure. Is it? Is that <sighs> it? Yeah. Okay. Is this it? I ha- I need to hear more. Yep, this is it. Now, this predates me. This was from the Pete and Geats era, for sure. Oh, yeah. I only know this song through you. I'm sure we must have thrown it in there once in a while. It's from the 80s CFNY. Captain Sensible. Well, I woke up this morning, I was feeling fine. But this cat starts banging, man, what a swine. So I called reception, but to no avail. That's why I'm telling you this sorry tale. It went bang. I said, shut up. It went bang. I said, a wrap up. Well, I'm aware that the guy must do his work. There you go. You know, when we started this show back in uh, 2011, if I if I was to want to find that song, I could only search it on YouTube, and then I had to turn that YouTube video into an MP3 sometimes right. to play. Yeah. Um, isn't it funny the things you forget at our age? But that was just you said who was that and it just came to me and I haven't heard that song in a long time oh yeah I couldn't remember the name of uh, Keith uh, Weiland who I literally literally correspond with every other day Uh, okay well thanks for that let me uh, get to this because this is what we do hi Hi, everybody hi guys Uh, guys. this is from uh, Gord Uh, from a discussion, I think it was yesterday, a headline or the subject line, Swoop Airlines. 
Heard the discussion, fellas, on Wednesday about the shutdown of Swoop Airlines by WestJet and you commenting that it was basically they weren't meeting their goals. That's what I thought. The actual reason, according to Gord, was the WestJet pilots didn't like having cheaper paid pilots under the discount WestJet umbrella, which was Swoop, and forced WestJet to shut it down as part of their labor negotiations that prevented a spring strike. Interesting. Was a unique case of the larger group of mainline pilots looking out for the common good and forcing the airline to treat everyone the same and to change their business plans. Uh, thanks for that. Under under our mandate of education and information, that is some great. That is both educational and informative. Yes. And Gord finishes it with the humble and Fred salutation. Uh, stay strong. Hi guys. Hi guys. Hi guys. Hi guys. Hi guys. Hi guys. You got uh, how many more do you have? One more? Two more? A couple more, I think. Right. Uh, hi guys. Part duh. This duh. is from Carlson Donahue. Oh yeah. I don't want to say wannabe stand-up comic, but remember he had written all the material and he sent it in for Howard to review and talk about and. And you told him not to quit his day job and you know just that kidding and he he thought that was sort of. You know, he didn't mind that so much. He he appreciated the spirit of it. But through our talks, and I guess um, it went a little further, I guess maybe on Facebook a comment that Carlson Donahue saw. Mm-hmm. No, it was, uh, I think it was not a, f- oh, okay, sorry, go ahead. I thought it was something or was on, it on show. the email show. it was show? on the email show, yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It was quite cutting. So Carlson writes, sorry for the additional email, just a little ticked off at being accused of joke theft. That's what this guy did Mm -hmm. who had responded. If someone is reading my jokes on a podcast, they have taken them from my Twitter account without my permission. However, highly unlikely because I'm an effing nobody. Really? Come at a guy for just thinking about doing stand up? Pretty low, brother. You can give that guy my info if he wants to talk to me directly. I would love to straighten him out, though I doubt he would. He's probably too busy pissing on someone else's dreams. That's from Carlson Donahue. Sorry about that, Carlson, that it had to go, you know, sort of come off the rails this way. Oh, yeah. This is funny because this all started like, I guess this is now an ongoing. Is it a saga or a saga? But it's ongoing. The curious tale of Carson Donahue. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Carlson. Appreciate you, man. Hi, guys. <clears throat> Appreciate. Hi, guys. Doodly doo Let me see. Well, I got one more here. This is right. This is from Laura Alia. Alia. Okay, that's weird because it's. That's anyway, we'll figure out what her name is in a second. Just wanted to say I've been a loyal listener since your Voldemort episode, which is. You mentioned somebody else saw today already that joined us in the spring of 22. She says, I've been a loyal listener since then and look forward to listening on my drive home. Always feels like I'm catching up with old friends. Well, we definitely are old. Side note, was curious if you have watched the documentary on Netflix about Arnold Schwarzenegger yet. I don't consider myself a huge fan of his, but it was pretty interesting. She even says, cue the music. Thanks for always brightening my day. Love you guys. And then she signs it, Laura Mount Stephen. So I'm not sure which one of those names is the one, but uh, Laura, uh, I actually um, I actually mentioned this a couple days ago. In fact, when we were talking to Tony Clement, I think I said, oh, remind me, I want to I 
I know it was. It's, I wrote it down. I mentioned it to you on uh, Tuesday, and then on Wednesday I was going to re- re-mention it to you when Tony was on because there's of the three episodes, there's the bodybuilder, the the actor, and the politician, mm-hmm. and. They were all great and interesting, mm-hmm. but uh, the political one I thought Tony would find interesting or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I recommend if you are looking for a three one hour sort of series on Netflix, it's really, really good. And he's really good and uh, really driven. Anyway, so thanks, Laura. I, I, I have seen it and I'm now recommending it to you, Friedrich. Okay, uh, I have uh, made made note of that. Have you noted that? Where did you put that in your diary? <laughs> uh, yes, no, on my log here. Okay, mm-hmm. I've logged. <laughs> just don't just log, and you know, don't don't log and look away. Like mm-hmm. log and come back. Hi guys. Hi guys. All right, uh, final Hi email guys. today. Hi guys. Uh, frequent contributor Mike Hannafin, former CFNYer, lives on the West Coast, uh, always with our best interest in mind. Uh, he writes, smoke gets in your eyes, fellas. Welcome to every summer, usually late July and August in southern B.C. is referring to the smoke that we experienced last week. He says, yeah, every summer they have to deal with that. It has definitely become the new norm, except now it's starting in late May and June, he says. And you nailed it on why nothing happens and no politician or party does a thing. They are all bought and paid for by big oil and their teams of lobbyists in Ottawa and Washington. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway, a note here. Um, Howard, he says, be careful golfing in that soup. Mm. That shit gets in your lungs and can mess you up for days. He speaks from experience. So I don't, I don't recall. I golfed in it one day right at the beginning. I didn't feel any effects, but the fact that you golf twice a day, every day. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I imagine that you golfed in it quite a bit last week. Did you not, Howard? Uh, Did you not? Well, yeah. What I do is I do the show, and then I go for my first round, and then I have lunch, and I look at some feet, and then I go Mm -hmm. for my second round. (laughs) Were you hacking up any black um, goob? Yeah, it was like I was was working in a mine. Um, Uh The only thing I noticed, and I can't decide if it's out, because I've had... uh, this summer has been the worst for me for a long time for allergies, like itchy eye allergies type of thing. And yes. I think there's some, maybe some, maybe the smoke has something to do with it. You So you didn't notice any ill effects? No, I didn't. But you say, you know, from working in a mine, mm-hmm. um, joking. But that may be, if we experience this again, get a little canary, put them on your golf bag. And while you're golfing, mm-hmm. if it dies, you know it's, it's time to get off the course. No, no, it's just to finish the hole, though, depending. That's right. Guys, uh, go to the, you listen, go to the pro shop, get the canary. Yes. You know what? Sometimes you are just ridiculous. Well, <clears throat> well, well, you know, um, that old thing, canary on a golf bag. Yeah, go ahead mm-hmm. Isn't that a police song? We'd like a canary. <laughs> hey, listen, everyone. Thanks very much for uh, participating on this program. Humble and Fred at HumbleandFredRadio.com. The email show brought to you by The Chambers Plan, The Retirement Sherpa, Bowdog, Arcadec, EVNet.ca, AaronVentures.com. Stretchlab.com and our title sponsor uh, providing a uh, $100 gift certificate for you uh, later this month. 
Palma Pasta. 38 years of delicious food at palmapasta.com. A little programming note for you all. We are back live, whatever we do, or Monday, June 26th. Destination, a little up the road from the habitations and the towns we know. A place we saw the lights turn low, the jigsaw jazz and the get fresh flow. Pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts, two turntables and a microphone. Bottles and cans, or just clap your hands, or just clap your hands. Where's that? I got a time, 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 time. 